There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, welcome to Going Off Track. I'm Jonah. Hi. I'm Bitchin' Benny, bitching about craft services. Hey, what's up? I'm Brad with the little shorts. <laughs> so the guy from the Gaslight Anthem doesn't think the catering here is up to par. <laughs> Shocking. Oh, you mean no catering? <laughs> what the fuck, man? This is... For those of you who may be confused, we've got oftentimes guest host Benny stuck around to do some intros. Yeah. He's not... On the podcast. I'm not. He's so not if you're a big episode. Benny fan, sorry. If Jonah big- called me that day. He's like, Benny, can you come in? And I'm like, yeah, maybe, but what are you going to have in the way of food and drink? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. This is one of those days a little lean. where we can't get it together. You're it's a little lean. And I and said, M&Ms. no punch and pie. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm not coming. So then I was like, oh, well, I wonder who's really punk. And I was like, oh, Jeff Rosenstock. Yeah. Jeff's like, I don't need food. I don't need anything. Jeff, Jeff was like, I just eat cardboard mailers for 12 <laughs> inches. That's how punk I am. Yeah. yeah. He just, he shits bubble wrap. Yeah. Like at the end of the yeah. day. The yeah. dude is DIY for life. So much more punk um, than I am. He is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, very exciting. Today in the podcast, someone I've been trying to get on for years, uh, finally came together. Saturday Night Live cast member, Bobby Moynihan. Um, Bobby, as you know, does a ton of. Famous impressions on SNL. Characters. Yes. Been on the show for a while. Um, and yeah, we caught him during the summer hiatus. Um, and we talked a lot about Star Wars. Uh, what it was like to sort of have a job where uh, you get to sort of interact with all your heroes as a kid. But mostly we talked about him working at a pizzeria Uno's in Yonkers, New York. I don't know how that happened. Because we went off track, dude. Because we went way off track. <laughs> I love that, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's what the people want to hear, John. Well, it's funny, because we start talking about it, and he was like, every podcast, we end up talking so much about me working at Uno's. Oh. And it's like, yeah, it's interesting. So maybe by that logic, though, you stayed on track. Maybe. It's confusing. Mm, I, didn't know, I didn't know where the track was, dude. Weak, fellas. Wow. You not only didn't have catering for Bobby Moynihan Day... <laughs> How do you but know? But you stayed on track. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like what happens when Really? Because I was thinking of us talking about, uh, w- with a super notable guest about him working at a pizzeria, 
<laughs> before he was well known would be right up your alley. Well, yeah, it, it kind of parallels your own journey. Well, from even a, though you never little... see me fucking alive in a pizzeria Uno's, okay? Because <laughs> I'm a proper fucking New Jerseyan, and you won't catch me in that fucking place. But, but don't you feel like you parallel <laughs> really your journey about it. from working behind the deli counter to playing with the boss? The true story of an underdog <laughs> rising to the top with just a pair of drumsticks and a dream. Wow! Oh my God, you just wrote my bio. <laughs> you're so good. What you're so good. It just flows out of you. Like just, you're I'm, just a true journalist. Your story resonates with me. <laughs> what can I say? Love it. I love uh, it. Why uh, was it? Because of like. Do you connect with the everyman story because you are above the everyman? No. <laughs> Quite the opposite, Benny. <laughs> Quite the opposite, actually. Quite the opposite. Yes. Um, I feel like I've been up for so long <laughs> and I drank so much coffee that, like, I can barely tell I feel if like your I'm eyes on are drugs. Open. <laughs> yeah. You are. Caffeine is a drug, man. I'm, I'm yeah. jacked up Don't. on caffeine and I have to stay up so late tonight. Uh, you're fucking You have you to go DJ. Nap. Yeah. DJ for four hours. Do you yeah. have time for a disco nap? I. Yeah, maybe. I'm not even tired, though. I just feel like very. Uh, crazy? Crazy. I think it'll be a funky night then. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to play some tunes. Could I think stay open to some, like crazy things that happen tonight yeah like if if this night brings you to an odd place then i would follow it it i don't have to be anywhere tomorrow till 1 30 just remember the jack donaghy (laughs) rule what's that never follow a hippie to a second location smart yeah (laughs) that makes sense all right uh let's let's just uh leave it up to a real comedian because we are all <laughs> totally out of our minds and tired and have been here way too long but uh yeah so excited for this episode you're gonna love it ladies and gentlemen gentlemen jesus bobby moynihan um well bobby Hey. Thanks for coming. This is so cool of you. Oh, we started. Great. Yeah, hey, we're hi. starting. This is it. This is it. Super informal. <laughs> That's uh, it, unless you'd like to do some warm-ups. No, not at all. I just had no idea. I'm you want to do some be... improv games? Yeah, we can do some warm-up <laughs> or, like, or just like, yeah, or just let me know when it's starting. Yeah, I'm letting you know right now. <laughs> He's being polite. We usually don't tell people. We usually start talking and try to get them to, you know, yeah, shit talk. Beans. <laughs> yeah. Smart move. Yeah, yeah. Probably it's works. Pre- a it's great pretty good. Thank you for braving the rain as well. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's miserable. Yeah. I braved the rain to get you your delicious sandwich. I know. Thank you for that, too. Yes. What a guy. You're welcome. Which I stopped you from eating, I feel like. <laughs> That's all right. Do we you got s- a few bites in. Yeah, it was good. Uh, do you, do you <laughs> I'm s- just going to be thinking about it the whole time now. <laughs> I have no problem with you eating through this. <laughs> no, we actually, we, we've already been called out. Did you see the, the what feedback? What kind of sandwich was it? No, somebody it was like, like, left my- a review of us like... By the way, these guys eat on hair a lot. <laughs> which, which, by the way, isn't true. It's not true. I want to pretend to eat now. The whole yeah. Time. yeah. I mean, what's wrong with that? I don't know. <laughs> but somebody left a review to that. So, And I, since I'm usually the one that's guilty of that, I decided that I should relax on that. <laughs> what kind of sandwich was it? I don't know. I mean, I eat all the time on air, it seems. No, that you had today. Today, today oh, what today. you go with? Tur- spicy turkey. Oh, smart. Yeah. <laughs> That's a loud sandwich, Brad. No. 
It's um, spicy. <laughs> are you generally in, like, when SNL ends, are you generally in New York? Because I know a lot of people stick around and some people are just kind of gone the whole summer. Like, no, in I'm LA. usually, I grew up here, so I'm, okay. I'm pretty much in New York as much as possible. Gotcha. Yeah. Whereabouts did you grow up? Uh, Westchester County. Well, I grew up in Eastchester, which is in Westchester County. Oh, cool. Um, so how about those taxes? <laughs> taxes are crazy. I've huh? been looking. I mean, you know, we dream of getting out of the city, but Westchester, it's like the taxes are crazy. Yeah, they're insane. Yeah. So it's not an option. So we're stuck. But it's okay. We like Manhattan. Yeah. Sorry, first thing popped into my head. Is Westchester taxes always? <laughs> this is actually hey, a, two I, months after tax season. It's really whenever it's I come on a podcast, I mostly talk about the taxes. Yeah. Of it's a mostly tax based podcast. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite form to fill out? <laughs> my mom is the town tax assessor in Eastchester. Really? Yeah. Did she? Did she help you out with your stuff? I, it's so I, confusing. Probably, I don't know. I don't do anything. I'm an idiot. <laughs> the they, first thing I did was hire a business manager. Yeah, that's smart. <laughs> that's really smart. Are you, um, so, and you started out, I remember you were, you were teaching at UCB at one point. That was a long time ago now, I guess, huh? Yeah. Well, right, right when I got, right before I got SNL. Uh, okay. yeah, I started, I was an acting major at UConn and then graduated, came back to New York, started doing a show down here, uh, some like off, off, off Broadway thing. And then saw Upright Citizens Brigade, started taking classes there in two, late 2000. Okay. And then took classes, got on a team, did the whole, you know, the whole rigmarole uh, at UCB and then started teaching. Yeah. I did like the touring company and then was a teacher there for a while. Gotcha. Those, those class, cause I actually almost took a class with you a really long time ago and I ended up taking, you almost took a class with me. Yeah. And this is probably like maybe 2006. So before I got SNL, I think before Yeah, I didn't know Vanessa yet. Well, you didn't know, but me and Vanessa have this thing now where we, we think we may know each other from before and we only realized this recently. Yeah. I didn't know that she was an intern at Conan and I used to do Conan bits and I'm, I'm like the second she was like, I used to intern at Conan. I was like, now I, I think I totally remember you. Conan. That was a really long, yeah, I guess yeah, that was super a, long time. I ended ago. up taking it with Anthony Tamanik. Amazing, my 101, but the, a genius. He's an ama- yeah, such a genius. But yeah. those classes were so weird, especially I'd imagine as a teacher, those 101 classes, because some people are really good, and then some people. Oh, I was just, the best 101 teacher I think they ever had. Yeah, because uh, yeah, well, I just <laughs> said great job. Um, everyone was amazing. <laughs> great job. Next two up, you guys. That was that was the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah, that's because he's next two up. <laughs> You sort of need that for like one of those classes. Though, I truly, like, yeah. The first improv class you take your whole first experience should just be people going, that was amazing, even though it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so that you feel good about yourself when you start bombing. <laughs> do, you, do you still do a lot of improv stuff like when you're... I try not as much as I used to at all. I mean, I used to do it every night of the week if I could. Now, really? now, now I've been. Now I got to force myself to get up and do it. But, but not just more because I'm old than anything else. Well, also I feel old and tired, <laughs> <laughs> and my only day off, the last thing I want to do is move. Yeah, I can imagine. Is it yeah. nice to kind of have the season be over and sort of have like a little be able to go to bed at a decent hour and that kind of stuff? Yeah, I don't know what's happened recently. Like in the past, in like the past. 10 months or whatever like it, the second snl ends i just i go to bed at like eight o'clock at night and wake up at five o'clock in the morning and yeah. i don't know i have no idea why i've never had that schedule ever but like my yeah whenever snl ends for like the month afterwards i'm all screwy as far as sleep yeah i can imagine it was a particularly long like the 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 end of this season was like a particularly a lot of like 48 hour days like super long <laughs> 
super, super long video shoots into rehearsals, into video shoots, into the show. Like it was a lot. Does that get like, weeks. does that get easier? Like, do you know how to prepare for it or how to like pace yourself? Or is it always just like you want to die? It's, 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 you always feel like you want to die, but then the show comes and then you get that, that show energy. You, like, yeah. It's like, no matter what, you're ready to go on Saturday, but it's, it's, it's more Sunday. It's the recovery. It's like, or one Monday when you can't wake up. Well, it was like the second to last week of the show. I did that American Ninja Warrior thing. I couldn't walk for like five days. Like, that, was, <laughs> that was so funny. Like by thir- by Wednesday of the next week, which was the finale, I was like, all right, I'm ready to. Yeah, I think I'm ready to do. <laughs> How many times did you have to sort of fall? Like, was did you we did it a bunch? Doing, it was yeah. more more the most amazing thing is that they built that entire set in twenty. Yeah, hours. like yeah, twenty hours from start to finish. Twenty hours. That's it. That's insane. Yeah, <laughs> but they weren't going to do it at one point. It was so too expensive because they were like, we can't build the American Ninja Warrior set. And then they, I think, I think the story goes that they found the they found somebody on Reddit who worked. On American Ninja Warrior and got the plans, and they were, the guy was like, "How long do you have to do this? Like a couple weeks?" And they were like, "We have, we're shooting this tomorrow morning." <laughs> <laughs> and they built. They had a couple crews come in overnight and start building it, and built a pool, and then built that whole thing around it, and built it like twenty hours overnight, and then we shot it in I, ten, and then they pulled it all down, and it's crazy. Um, that crew is nuts. <laughs> yeah. I, what the craziest thing to me is like when they'll build these elaborate sets and then the sketch gets cut oh, and yeah, it's never used. That happens a lot. Yeah. I'll, we, we shot a whole big long thing. Me, Beck, Taryn, and Kyle uh, shot this whole thing for the last show, which was like a high school, a senior's like video, like their their farewell video for the senior class and then their own commentary track for their video and we shot that whole thing and never hopefully it'll come out this summer like as an online thing but there's so much stuff my very first episode there was a justice league sketch that i wasn't in and i was very jealous it was the entire cast as the justice league and michael phelps was aquaman and he screwed up his first line address and it got cut immediately and i was like that was like a two hundred and fifty thousand dollars sketch no one will ever see it that's insane and i was uh i met someone at the finale party who had I think maybe directed that thing you do with Fred, the Dead Poet Society. The oh, Mr. yeah, Puppet. Reese. Yeah. yeah, and that was, that sketch was so amazing. I mean, what what was that like with just, because it seemed like there was so much blood. It was, it was absolutely, I got, I got super lucky on that shoot. You can, you can, you can tell, uh, you can see, uh, we had the writer's party the night before, so I'm on no sleep. There's a finale week, like we, we had been, that was one of those 48 hour days I was talking about. Like I was shooting that Mr. Bunting, I'm delirious in that thing. <laughs> I haven't slept. Everyone's like, you're so angry. You're so serious. I'm like, I was a mess. I, like, <laughs> I haven't slept in two days. And then I, all I kept thinking was I'm about to get covered in blood and I'm in a bald cap. <laughs> so that means that they're going to have to redo this bald cap again after oh. the blood gets like, you know, it was like everything. It was just like every setup we knew was going to be insane. But I got super lucky because they shot most of it with my, just my character a little bit out of the way because of the bald cap. Okay. So what I thought was going to be a pain in the ass ended up helping me. So like I, they kept me off to the side and I only got bloodied up for like a couple shots, but <laughs> they had to like bloody up the whole room with Fred and then Fred had to leave to go to the studio. So we had to clean up the whole thing and then reshoot, reshoot all the blood and everything. Like it was, it was nuts. That was a long one. But oh I mean, Reese is a genius. He's yeah. The best. Yeah. He does, um, documentary now. Oh really? Bill and Fred show. I just, 
I thought I'd seen all of them, but I had missed the one where they do the Vice thing. Oh, yeah. And I just watched that, and it blew my mind. <laughs> the Vice one, because the, the, the one about the drug lord or yeah. something? Yeah, I think it was like, wasn't it like... It ha- it was supposed to air the night that like El Chapo escaped from jail or something, no and they way. decided not to air it or like something happened <laughs> or something. Really? I, yeah, and I remember like because I remember wanting to see that episode because totally. they had told me about it. Um, um, isn't this a great story that I don't remember all the information <laughs> from? It was something happened that week, and they I mean, were supposed to release that, but because they they thought it would be insensitive, so then they just released that it later. Kind of stuff is always weird to me, though. Like when stuff gets pulled because it seems insensitive, because it's like, well, you know, the people didn't make this yesterday. Like it's just a coincidence, and it well, doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, like at SNL, I remember sitting, standing with Jason Sudeikis, and he was dressed as Randy Macho Man Savage. We were about to shoot a pre-tape. It was the top Colin Jost. Wrote that Top Gun sketch, like the Top Gun auditions. Okay, it was like the something anniversary of Top Gun, so they had all the they had like all these fake people auditioning in the eighties, you know, for the movie. Right. And one of them was Macho Man Savage, and Jason was dressed as him. And they were like, "Hey, take that costume off." And they were like, "Why?" He was like, "Why?" And he's like, "Randy Macho Man just died in a car crash like ten minutes ago." Yeah, <laughs> and we had That's to, nuts. Yeah, and it was like, "Oh, <laughs> thank God we didn't do that." And then, uh. There was another one. We, we did the Kings of Catchphrase comedy sketches oh, where yeah. Fred was supposed to be – Fred was like a Gallagher type and then Gallagher had a heart attack on stage or something that night. And so we took Fred out of it like for the live show and then put it back in. For, Wes Andy did it like later like in a different show. That's We've had a couple close calls. Have you felt like being a kind of an election year and obviously so much political stuff on the show that you've – kind of followed the election a lot or is it not really <laughs> no not it's, it's almost it's almost to be honest it's almost gotten worse i feel very yeah. ignorant saying this but it's like my i think i got most of my political you know stuff from snl weekend update or like daily show and stuff like that like before the show and now it's like now i get it passing in like in passing in the hallway during or <laughs> read through like you know and it's like i i i i'm I I know so little about it, and I get so nervous when anyone asks me that I've completely gone the opposite way. Where I'm like, I'm, I don't know, I don't know. You're I don't in a safe space. I don't know anything. Either. I'm terribly jealous. Can you share your secret with me? How can I be oblivious? Be not very good at imp- impressions. That helps. <laughs> that helps. Yeah, I don't have to play anybody. I'm just I'm kind of chubby, so I get to play Chris Christie. <laughs> like, I'll, I can take that. I can do Jersey. <laughs> My friend was at that Springsteen show. Where he was there and like mm-hmm. taking all these selfies and videos of herself, yeah, and I got picked up by all these sites. Yeah, he's a he's a huge fan. Dude, didn't he go on some talk show with like a stack of tickets? Like he had like a hundred and something tickets. What Springsteen tickets? Yeah, he's been to. He's How kept do you the think Springsteen every, feels he, about they, they've that? They've talked about it. I don't like, know. I think Springsteen wasn't into it, but now now it's okay. I know about it. <laughs> I'm like Bobby. I'm just gonna make something up. Yeah, that, I'm I'm with you, man. We're gonna be okay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were fighting. Now they're cool. Yeah. Um, are you? He was are, nice. I met him. He yeah. was super nice. He sent my mom and dad a letter. Like, oh, nice. <laughs> so I go. He's a good guy, right? <laughs> I love. Him. No, he was he was super nice. A little trash mouth on him. I liked him. I <laughs> do. Are you a big like music fan? Do you go to a lot of shows here? Do you listen? Do you, like check a lot of the bands on the show? Or um, I. I, I I don't know. I don't know if I'm necessarily the biggest music guy. I feel like I have the same. I listen to the same ten things I listened to in high school. Still, yeah, which is what it like Pearl Jam's ten, Notorious B.I.G., <laughs> like Big Beastie e. Boys, and then like G Love and the Special Sauce. Okay, I went yeah. to UConn, and it's huge <laughs> up there. And I love them. 
Like then that's all. And like Pink Floyd. Okay. Like, like whatever, like, yeah, whatever, like I was into for a little while, I just keep re-listening to. I listen to a lot of podcasts and stuff. Now. Yeah. What kind of podcasts are you into? I mean, a lot of comedy bang, bang. Yeah. Lauren Lapkus's podcast. I've been listening to Horatio's podcast a bunch. You know, um, the guys, um, uh, tell him Steve Dave and like the ones who, Kevin Smith's podcast, uh, his buddy, Brian Johnson and, and Walter Flanagan and those guys. Oh, I haven't listened. Those. I haven't heard that one. Yeah. Have you ever thought of doing your own podcast? All the time, every goddamn day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 I always, I, I would never do it. I don't have the, I don't have the discipline, but, but yeah, why not? Trust me. Yeah. It you, take much you, discipline. you just get people. It's more, it's more the, it's more the like, I, I don't ever want to go, Hey, can you come do this podcast? Right. Like, I am. I'm so like, Oh God, I can't. Like, I, I'm so nervous. I'm a nervous person already yeah. that I don't think I could ever, you don't like that. If I had favors. somebody to do it, I would feel bad for them doing it. Well, Jonah takes like, care of that. He could sell. Yeah. But that's like the part I, you've I asked like me a couple it. times. I have massive yeah. guilt over it. No, no, no. You shouldn't have guilt. It Cause it worked. This time. <laughs> I always assume everyone's going to, say no mm-hmm. so i always go into it with that and yeah. then when someone's like yeah i'm like really <laughs> everything i feel like everything i ask somebody i start with I, I i i see someone and i go sorry hey like i don't say hi i say yeah. sorry first yeah <laughs> i also recently looked on my cell phone i was texting something and if you type s into my phone and my text sorry immediately comes up <laughs> and i was like not even snl huh? <laughs> It's convenient. Yeah. Just to say sorry to a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> How do you deal with, like, Vanessa is so good with, like, people coming up to her. Like, obviously, you know, Vanessa, she's so friendly. She's the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and I feel like no one even wants to talk to me, and I'm just like, <laughs> Like, Zach, are you more used to that? Like, is that. It's been happening more recently, which really? is weird to me. Yeah, it's like I don't leave the house. I'm like a recluse. <laughs> so, like, now when I do, maybe it's just that. Maybe it's I leave the house less. So. I don't, I notice it more, but like Vanessa's good with it. I'm, 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 I'm in the boat of like, I used to stand outside SNL and wait for people. So like I go, like I should, I feel it. And I, it's nice, you know, you want to take a picture with people and I'm, I'm like, but I'm definitely hitting, I've been on the show eight years now and I'm definitely hitting the part where I know what's a nice one and what's one that I can go, you know what? Maybe I just, this is awful to say, but maybe I just move along. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. when someone is very nice and takes a picture and then someone sees that and goes, hey, who are you? Oh. Give me something. And then they, like, <laughs> and then like that, that, that I go like, all right, bye. <laughs> I've also gotten weirdly good now at hearing like, no way, the guy from SNL. And like I have my headphones on. I just I don't turn like I don't turn and give them the option of going like, Ooh. Yeah, now I yeah. have to give you my name and yeah. where you know me Explain from. Explain what you do. <laughs> uh, the other day, someone just looked at me dead in the face and just went, hey! And like, called me and I went, yeah, he just went, Pizza Hut. Because I'm in a Pizza Hut commercial. And that's all he said. And I went, yes. And just kept walking. And I was like, that was pretty sweet. Because he Yo, was just man. a crazy person. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, Seth Meyers, uh, we were walking through Comic-Con. Me and Taryn and like a couple guys and Seth and Seth, someone was like, Seth, can I get a picture? You can get a high five. And just high fived him really quick. And I was like, that was a pretty. Okay, yeah, pretty that's sweet. good. And that, Vanessa's move. done that too. She goes, can I give you a hug? The smart. And people love it. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. The, I always, I always, yeah, I don't, I don't have any moves. I don't have, I don't have things like that. I just go, okay, and then wait, and then ask them their names. And I, the weird thing too is I always go, what's your name? And the Andrea. And I'm like, nice to meet you. I'm Bobby. And then they go, I know. 
You're just I go, like, well, I'm, I'm just, just I'm just telling you. Like, what, just <laughs> trying to be polite. Yeah, you have to be like, well, you know yeah. who I am clearly. Yeah. Um, but I also nine ninety percent of the time when someone goes, hey, I have to wait until they say my name because I'm not sure that like, I get Artie Lang or Horatio or a lot. I get <laughs> right. a lot. A really? Oh yeah. I went to a meeting with. <laughs> I went to a meeting <laughs> with somebody in my agency, like with my agents, and they called me Horatio. No way. <laughs> yeah, yesterday. Wow. Yeah, it all the time. So funny. <laughs> I was like, oh, my agency is the best. No, it really is. Like, they are wonderful. But <laughs> they better be. They uh, called me Horatio. <laughs> Have you, I mean, Taryn came on when uh, his comic came out. Yeah, and obviously I know you're really into comics too. Yeah. I mean, have you ever thought about doing a project like that as well? Because seems like so many people on the show are doing like 800 things. I'm also like, you guys work so much too. Yeah, I mean, I have a bunch of stuff that's coming out. Some, some stuff. I, don't, I wish I could talk about yeah, it more. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, um, that's yeah. I love that world. Um, Taryn's a genius, and he's one. He's the kind of guy that will get up and do it. I, I'm the kind of guy who will sit on it and wait for a long time. I'm terrible, but I, I would love to do something like that. I'm writing something now, comic booky, that I'm oh, excited nice. about, and then I love any kind of animation, doing a lot of that stuff. And what was it like for you? I know you're obviously like a big Star Wars fan. What yeah. was sort of like the Kylo Ren, like all that type of stuff on the show, like for you to be a part of that? It's so funny. This was the year of. This was the year where, like, I think I've been like a fan of. Star Wars stuff and like uh, comic book. Like, I think I've been like in that world. I, I enjoy that stuff, but I don't think I necessarily like, I don't necessarily consider myself like a Star Wars nerd. Like okay. I think I, I know I am, but like <laughs> I think like there are other people that would beat me as far as knowledge. Right? right. You know, maybe I feel like with Star Wars, there's always I think someone I know, who can beat the other person at Star yeah, Wars. Knowledge. I also think I'm trying to make it sound like I'm not as nerdy as I am, <laughs> <laughs> but I really am. Um, no, it was dope. It was amazing. It was a good year. It was a lot of SNL Star Wars crossover this year. Yeah, so much. <clears throat> yeah, the, the first Ren year stuff was brilliant. Where I was like, yeah, I'll dress up like a stormtrooper for 12 hours because I get to do this with this guy. He was the best. I think that was, in my eight years, that was one of, I mean, easily top five, maybe one of my favorites. Really? Yeah, well, Adam Driver was just the best. He was so down for it. I think he got it really, and he loved it. And then, like, it was one of those things where, like, at three o'clock in the morning, we're still shooting. And they're like, we got to get the host out of here because we have a show in less than 24 hours. And he was like, no, I'm going to. I'm going to finish it and do it. And like wow. he stayed and like he was so good. I mean that I, I I think it's like one of the most watched videos on SNL's site. And it's it's all because of him and Mikey Day. Like yeah, Mikey yeah. Day is a genius writer and he committed to that so hard. Yeah. It's, it's so dope. It's such a great concept. Seeing people dressed up as Matt at Comic-Con and all that stuff is like my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. It's been, <laughs> yeah, I have like, <laughs> I have a shelf in my house now that's just all Matt action figures, like multiple different styles of action figures of Matt, of every character from that sketch that I've, if people have sent me or I've gotten over the internet and it's. It's insane. I really enjoy Sexy Matt, too, now. There's, uh, I saw a girl dressed up as, like, Sexy Matt at Comic-Con, and I was like, we've hit a different level now. <laughs> that was pretty great. Is there any, what other, like, sort of, like, pop culture things are kind of formative for you? I mean, like, outside of Star Wars, like, is there anything else, like, you would just, like, you'd love to be able to do on the show or just love to be a part of? Well, that's something, I think that's a thing that I realized, I was just thinking about this the other day, was, like, I think I realized... 
way too late in the game at SNL. Like all I had to do this whole time was insert myself into worlds I wanted to play around in. Like, and I would have never had to like think of ideas. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, and that's too now. It's like, it's like I go like, they're like, how long are you going to stay? And I'm like, how many Star Wars movies are there? Like, you know, if I, I'm like, I'm waiting to go like, well, I guess the last one comes out in 10 years. Like, yeah, I'll still be there probably. <laughs> well, you're the opposite approach. We did a podcast with Brooks. And he was like, I would just always write sketches with me and the bands because I wanted to do so with the bands. And they'd be like, yeah, the band doesn't want to do anything. <laughs> yeah, he, like, well, he did. That's <laughs> hilarious. That's smart. He, he was, Brooks was great. Yeah, yeah. He's really funny. I love Brooks. I love every time you talk to Brooks, you talk to him. He's like, I'm in New York for 11 minutes. I want to hang out. <laughs> yeah. And then you miss him. And then 24 hours later, there's a picture of him standing on a mountain somewhere. <laughs> totally. <He's, laughs> wow. How that guy lives a life, man. Yeah, it's true. I don't do that. <laughs> I wish I could. What do you with your two months off? Like, what do you what do you do? What's like how like what's going on? Uh, just working on other stuff and 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 relaxing right now. And you do know. you feel like it actually gives you the opportunity to relax if you know that there is another ten month work stretch on the horizon? Now, yeah. Like when when I first started the show, it was like. When I, my first couple weeks on the show, we did eight, we did 10 shows in eight weeks. Like it was one of those things where like all of a sudden it was an election year. We had those weekend update Thursday specials. So like my first initiation into SNL was 10 shows in eight weeks. And it was, it, it was insane. And then the first time we had a break, I was like, we we should keep going, right, guys? Like, I was so excited to be on the show. I was like, I don't want to take months off. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh, I need it. But it goes by so fast now. It's like it's like, if I I can't believe it's June already. Yeah. I can't believe the the, the yeah. finale seems like it was four seconds ago and twelve years ago. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. the, the crazy thing too that I think people don't understand, and I just sound from Vanessa, is like you also like your friends get married. Like stuff happens during the year, and you're like, I can't. Like I can't go anywhere. Like yeah, you you it's 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 terrible. I I go or I'll see a friend from UCB. Like I want to do. I want to start doing more improv, and I I'll see a friend from UCB, and I'm like, how are you? And they're like, good. I haven't seen you in eight years, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's been eight years, huh? Like <laughs> like I really just because you're you're. You just go into this bubble of for nine months, the only thing you're worrying about is that show. And then yeah. you come out of it and you go like, like pretty much whenever we have a three week break, the first week of it is laundry. Yeah. That I'm, like, is like laundry that I haven't done for the last three weeks that I've been on the show. Well, if it's reassuring, I haven't done my laundry in about two months. And yeah. I, yeah, that's I'm not like on a good show. amount of time. To I just started buying clothes that I could throw away. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. This is like when I talk to someone who's like, can't remember stuff a lot. I was like, oh, I thought this was just because I smoked weed, but people just can't remember stuff sometimes. Like, yeah. I'm just blaming it all. I'm like, I've just abused my brain and body so much. I remember getting the show and meeting Fred the first time, and I was a huge Fred fan, still am. And like, I asked Fred, I was like, Fred, there's this character you did once. It was a parrot. And like, he did a sketch with Rachel Dratch where she brought a guy home and she had a parrot, and it was Fred. And he was just like dressed as a parrot running around <laughs> on a couch. And I was like, one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. And he was like, I don't remember that. And I remember being like mildly offended yeah. that he didn't remember. I was like, you don't remember that? You're on Your Saturday Night sketch? Live. <laughs> this is a, a legendary show you should remember and treasure every single moment and then they're like who hosted the finale i'm like i don't fucking know <laughs> i have no idea that was two weeks ago i don't remember yeah. yesterday did you get to go to saturday night live um before you were on it at all i like, never got in i i tried to get take like i would go wait for, i waited online for tickets once or twice and never made it in on that line but 
Even when you were auditioning? My first time ever on the I try I was gonna do the studio tour, but I was like at that time I was super poor and like I, yeah. but I just wanted to see the studio and then I started doing bits on Conan and I got a bit on Conan that like shot in the elevator banks on the floor where SNL was and it was they never aired the bit and I truly believe it was because they were like rolling and I was just looking down the hall like trying <laughs> like I was just trying to get away from them so that I could run down the hall into the studio for a second <laughs> at least and like I did once but like the, I don't think that the bit ever aired because I was so preoccupied I yeah. was probably terrible in it but that was the only interaction I had with SNL before like the day I auditioned on the stage who are some of your kind of favorite kind of guys kind of when you during your kind of formative years Denny Dillon, Denitra Vance. No, I'm just, the, the classics. Uh, I always pull out those two. They're my favorite. And Ellen Cleghorn, my three favorite SNL polls. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, like, obviously Chris Farley. I think he's a genius. Bill Murray, Phil Hartman. My, I, I, don't, I don't think I realized how much Mike Myers... Uh, affected my life until yeah. you know until like you or like, i remember meeting i wasn't on snl you auditioned for jim carrey like i remember jim carrey at the um when he came in for the pitch meeting i remember being like that's like i don't think i get like that starstruck anymore at snl but i'm like that's jim carrey yeah like he did everything that i loved like i remember yeah. seeing ace ventura the first day like it opened and being like <laughs> like for some reason, Jim Carrey blew my mind. Sorry, I'm getting off track. But yeah, yeah, those guys. Yeah. Were you a big Living Color Jim Carrey? Oh, fan? huge! Yeah, I still well, Living Color comes on now every once in a while, and it is fantastic. Is it? So I haven't good. seen it. In so it's long. amazing that they can even air the repeats with some of the stuff they did <laughs> on that show. It's really? so crap, like off color. Like it's so insane. Some of their bits are so politically incorrect <laughs> now. It's phenomenal to watch. I, speaking of fire, like I remember reading an article in maybe New York magazine a couple years ago where it's kind of snl people or like writers debating sort of that patrick swayze chippendale sketch and some people yeah. being like that was amazing it was so brilliant and some people being like i think it was exploitive of like chris's body and it, oh, like, totally <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't be on the show if it wasn't for fat jokes <laughs> half the time but no i agree it is but you just can't deny everyone's why is that sketch so great because patrick swayze Kevin Nealon and Chris Farley and everyone in it is so committed to it and yeah, wonderful. Yeah. That's why it's so good. Chris Farley's a genius and Patrick Swayze sitting there feeling bad for him in that outfit <laughs> is the greatest. Somebody made a sh – I saw a shirt once online and like it's probably the meanest thing in the world and I should be offended by it. But for some reason like it, it got me. It was just a drawing – you ever see that drawing, the famous painting of the two babies or the cherubs leaning on the cloud? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that, but it's Chris Farley and Patrick Swayze <laughs> in their outfit, in the in those Chippendales outfits with wings, and it's like a painting of them, and it just says together again. And I know it's, it's absolutely awful, but I literally almost teared up. I was like, that's beautiful. They are together again. They should be, because that was genius. <laughs> yeah, that it was, was good. so good. I mean, have you, what is it sort of like for you sort of with this, all the political correctness and stuff? I mean, is it harder to get, because I like, and especially like, I remember like Trump was hosting people like, I'm never going to watch the show again. It's like, and everyone's, everyone's like, if he gets less, I'm going to move to Canada, which like no one's really going to do. Like, is it harder to sort of get away with stuff? Or do you think people just get outraged for like five minutes? I'm sure and then... it is for, I'm sure it is for other people. Yeah. For me, it's not, I don't really know. Because I feel like I go, I live in that drunk uncle world where I'm like, 
adorable racism is kind of funny to me. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, old racism is like there's types of racism that I don't mind. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll let slide. I should say. Like you know, like I, I so I don't know. Like, yeah, half the stuff I said as drunk uncle, I go like I can't believe they let me say that. But then you go like I'm making fun of what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. That's the scary part. Is like when I like I I I'll get like. Like I had to play Ariel Castro or something. Like it was like somebody who's done something hard. You, sometimes you have to play somebody who's done something horrible or is a pedophile or has terrible views that are not yours, and you're forced to play them at SNL. Right. But like, you, you just go like, I'm not this guy. <laughs> like, I don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't have kids locked in a basement. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So I'm just gonna do it and make fun of this guy. But then. I don't know. I don't really think about it that much. Do you do? Do you have you have a lot of background in stand up stuff, or mostly more improv stuff? Is more your mostly? Uh, yeah, sketch and improv. Yes, and improv. Right, Citizens Brigade. I I took like I did stand up for a little while, very early on, for a very little while, and yeah. realized that if I was like, if you want to do this and get amazing at it, you just this is the only thing you do. I yeah, like, and. I wanted to try other stuff too. How yeah. did you end up writing for Conan? I mean, um, I wasn't a writer. I would just sorry. do um, uh, those like desk bits. Like, yeah. like I would come out. I did a couple. Like, I would, it was like when it, they would do like those interstitial sketches. And I, a buddy of mine, Charlie Sanders, who was I was in a sketch group with called Buffoons. Me, him, and Eugene Cordero. Uh, we would do a couple of the those those bits. Charlie did them, and he got us jobs working there. Was that cool? I mean, that's oh, Conan. That's greatest. like, oh, that was know. the best. I mean, that was that was like, I quit my job working at Pizzeria Uno as a bartender and was like, I hope <laughs> this works. Like, you know, like I hope, like I could have been a bar manager, but I still I'm going to go try Uno. this comedy thing. <laughs> Let's and then, talk like, about this pizzeria oh, yeah. uno bartender. Yeah, for me. I want to know years. about that. What's the clientele That's like? All I ever talk about on podcasts. Ever. I'm not kidding. <laughs> really? Uh, everyone's You're always just like, waiting no. for it to slip out. Just like, ah. I do more talking about pizzeria uno than I probably do about SNL. <laughs> all right. Well, we will. No, it's totally fine. I just love it. I love how everyone latches on. It's to rich. It. It's rich content. It's such man. a. It's such an uh, a specific. I Where feel was like. the pizzeria uno? Tell me um, it was in Westchester. It was in Yonkers okay. on Central yes. Avenue. Right. <laughs> uh, I also used to work at the South Street Seaport one. Oh, I remember oh, that one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. A bit, yeah. That was probably, that's all tourists down there. That's a rough Yeah, game. that one was crazy. That <laughs> one was like a completely different place. The one in Yonkers, like I was the king of the, I was the king of that place. Meaning, <laughs> meaning I just, I, I was the only person that showed up on time, did all my stuff, <laughs> actually did anything. But like, I, I, I would just work all day in the bar. I had regulars and then I would do kids' birthday parties. So like that's what I want to know. You get regulars. Parties. You get regulars at the pizzeria. No, that's their, that's oh, yeah. their hangout. A bunch. They go for a drink. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah. I think I, I, Lennox Lewis used to come in. You serious? Oh wow! Weirdly enough, and I didn't know who he was. I was like this weird <laughs> pizzeria with a British accent comes in every once in a while, and then someone asks him to sign something. And that was, and I was like, what? The and hell? that was his local bar. That's where he hung out. Yeah, Sue Simmons, or I think was that. Or she was like, yeah. There was a couple weird people that would come hang out there, and then there was. Yeah, I had a lot of great ones. There was a guy. I shouldn't say his name, but there was a guy who uh, came up to one of the last one of my last days at work at Pizzeria Uno. He looked super nervous, and he came up to me, and I was like, "You okay, man?" He was like. I think I just saw Osama Bin Laden at Radio Shack. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> and he was a thousand percent serious. He was completely shaken up. He was like, he's in America. He's here. And, 
That he's the first person that he's needs wearing to a know. Mets jacket, and he is on Central. He is at the Radio Shack on Central Avenue in Yonkers right now, clearly buying parts. I was I like, mean, if you're going to go to a chain store to buy stuff, he was to make convinced. A bomb, he was a grown man, completely convinced. And so he was coming to report it to you, the bartender at Pizza yeah. Uno, rather than he was calling so the nervous FBI. about it. He came to have a small deep dish pizza, and a large Miller Lite. <laughs> yeah. Did he have a cocktail at least? I I think he I think he just had beers. This guy. Pour me a <laughs> double. I, had a couple, I just saw Osama bin I don't remember any like the drinks that people had. Like I, there was one guy. There was I, there was like one biker guy who would come in and it was always made me laugh because he would get a strawberry daiquiri. He's like put light on the alcohol. <laughs> but he looked like he looked like a central casting. Like motorcycle guy from Dreamers <laughs> right, right. Big Adventure or something. Like that's brilliant. That is so funny. So what were they? Were there signature drinks at Pizzeria Uno? <laughs> oh, of course. That was ninety percent of the job was taking twenty minutes to make um, a guana margarita with a salted rim and a straw that has a, mar- a, a guana on it. It was ridiculous. It was a lot of that. It was a lot of elaborate frozen drinks that took 27 minutes have you ever been back to one recently or do you feel like you know too much or i haven't i wish i i i I haven't wish yeah i kind of do you miss the food well i probably ate it for free i miss the comfort of the food yeah yeah Yeah. oh i i would just i would get done with a double shift working like 20 hours and then would go make the most awful i was thin I used to be thin, and then I started working there because I would I would just go home with sixty wings and a deep dish pizza crust that I filled with Alfredo sauce. Everything yeah. I would just make a pizza, but instead of tomato sauce, I would use Alfredo sauce because it was delicious and it was awful for you. Yeah, I think I used to put clam like... chowder in like oh. in like the pizza crust. Like I used to try all the delicious. soups and just add yeah, cheeses. We would just make monster pizzas and eat them. <laughs> I know when I worked at a pizza place, I used to. Because they'd throw f- all the food out at the end of the night, and you're like, I don't want to let this go to waste. So you no. end up going home with like pounds of potatoes and like weird shit that you're just like, all right, I guess I'll eat two pounds. A of lot of like today. a lot of like half a birthday cake for no reason. <laughs> I would go home with someone who's like, we don't want this, and I was like, well, I do. I know I'm gonna want this at four a.m. The Uno's by me and Vanessa growing up had a, the only place I had the Mortal Kombat arcade game. <laughs> oh, nice. So I went there after school, just spent. Probably thousands of dollars on it. Amazing. They don't yeah. have any like oh Dave and Buster's, I guess. Yeah. yeah. They don't have like arcades anymore. Yeah, they yeah. Really don't really. But there is Dave and Buster's. But there I don't seems mind to be Dave some Buster's. kind of like thing about going to Dave and Buster's that I don't know. Like, I can't uh, put my finger on it. If you say I'm going to Dave and Buster's, people give you a look, but then when yeah. you go there, you realize you had a blast, and then when you leave, you realize it was a waste of time and money, but you had a blast. <laughs> my first ever online date, I took the girl to a Comic Con party at Dave and Buster's. Amazing. Yeah. Perfect. For, never never went out with me again. <laughs> what? Too good a first date. <laughs> Can't top it. <laughs> but uh, I guess, are you into like video games like Xbox, like that kind of stuff. No, like, I never was. I mean, I I play I play them. Like I I I buy one game, I play it for like a little while, and then I move on from it. But I was never like online gaming. No, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm very. I'll dip my toe into it, and then I'll, yeah, that's it. I get very like, but I'll lose a couple days on a game, and then that's yeah. it. I I kind of sometimes feel like I'll look down at people that 
play video games a lot. It's mm-hmm. such a waste of time. And then I'll be on YouTube watching the dumbest videos for six hours, being like, what I'm doing is so superior to you. Uh, oh, and it's yeah. like, this is the same thing. Videos of people beating video games. <laughs> yeah, <team>. totally. <laughs> I don't have the, like, I don't have the, like, if I get if I get a video game, I get a video game because I go, like, I know I have nothing to do this week. So right. this week I'm going to lose it to Lego Avengers. And I'm right. going to play this for six days straight, and then I'll never play it again, probably. That's pretty much my like how I do my... <laughs> it's a good way to not think about anything. Yeah. Think about, like, this dumb thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I always... Com- yeah. I... Yeah, I guess I always convince myself I'm doing way more productive things when I'm not. But because it's not this thing that I don't think is productive, then it's okay. I think that's every day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Um, as constant far as, struggle. Yeah. Dude, tell me, as far as, like, the the animated like the voiceover stuff works i mean like do you is that something you enjoy doing like is that is that fun is that yeah, weird I love it. no I, I i i love it a great deal it's like i i love it like now I, it used to be like this is the easiest job in the world you could show up in your pajamas but now it's like <laughs> now it's like i'm doing a lot of voiceover so it's like i can't a couple days a week i'm doing voiceover in the morning so I, I I'm literally have to like take care of my voice now. You know, right. Right. while you're sudden, working, like, is this while you're working at SNL? You're doing yeah, voiceover yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's it's Mondays and Tuesdays is like all voiceover in the morning, and then going into SNL at night. It, it's it's pretty crazy, but like it's also like it's now become a thing of what cartoon am I recording today? Okay, you got to go to bed early the night before because this character screams all the time. Like, yeah, 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 <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. like I'm getting old. Like I got to like pace myself to go play Hal the dog tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Has it made you kind of be more up on like cartoons and stuff, like current stuff than you think you would be? Maybe a little bit, yeah. Like I, I've always been a fan of it, so I, 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 I like it. Now I just it's more the business side of it. I think I see more, or like hearing about a, com- a cartoon that's coming out and then seeing how long you know when it comes out and how long it lands. And like now I'm like more curious about how to make a cartoon stay on television. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I yeah I've been like lucky. The last like ten jobs I've had have been all animation. It's been wonderful i listen to bill burr's podcast a lot and i know he's working yeah, he's on the great. new season at for family and he's like we've written six episodes it's going to come out in two years yeah like the right word yeah yeah it's it's insane i mean i i've, I've recorded stuff years ago that for stuff that hasn't even come out yet uh, we were talking about this er- earlier yeah i i i'm in a show called we bear bears and I, I'll record I'll record an episode and then a year and a half later it's on tv and i didn't even i remember i threw my uh, my girlfriend's sister's kid's name into a thing. Like I used it in the cartoon. It was like two years ago, and then it came on. I was like, "Oh, you'll love this!" And like, he's now he's too old to watch the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does that kind of like scramble your brain working on things that come out in two years, and then going straight to something that's going to come out immediately? Yeah, it's it's absolutely insane. I'm a SNL is has turned me into has given me this new problem in life which is instant gratification i need to <laughs> i need to do something and then see it or to get it done immediately and then move on from it like i didn't yeah. i don't think i had that as much before i got snl but like yeah that that's crazy because like that mr bunting we shot that i think i got done at no that one i got done pretty early but 
then the next day it's on. The, the American Ninja Warrior one, it was like, I was in that pool at 6 a.m. that morning. And then at 1130 That's that so night, crazy. they had edited it and put it on television. Like, I mean, like, not even 12 hours, <laughs> you right. know? Like, sometimes there's there's a crazy short amount of time between what you're seeing in one of those digital shorts and when it was shot. The Hobbit Office one we did with Martin Freeman. Oh, yeah, yeah. that was Me yeah. and Mikey Day and Streeter Seidel wrote that one. And uh, all of Taron's stuff as Gollum... When he is in the testimonial part of it, not when he's like in the thing, all the testimonial stuff we shot at 6 p.m. on Saturday. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because we were shit. like, we were like, we need, we were like, there's something wrong with this. We need, like, we need a testimonial here or something. And they're like, we were saying, like, it should be Taryn, but like, he was Gollum. We can't put him in that makeup again. And during the meal break before the show, in an hour, they put Taryn back in all the Gollum makeup, and we went up to the offices and just went up against a wall in the hallway. And so all of Taryn's stuff that you're seeing in those testimonials was shot like four hours before the show aired. That is so <laughs> wild. Yeah, because we needed it. We just needed we right. needed a couple. And and yeah. it's and it I I truly believe it helped the piece. I mean, hundredfold. Like Taryn's amazing in that, and like the pacing of it, and the Reese is so good at recreating those those shows that exist already but yeah i mean a lot of times like stuff like that happens it's it's crazy what's it like like when you have to get these elaborate like outfits or like makeup and stuff i mean is that like annoying like or are you just used to kind of just sitting and staring into space or i, I am i am slowly losing it i'm not yeah. gonna lie you the the mad in the beginning it was all magic everything was magical i'm on snl i still can't believe it and now you start to slip into the like i've been here for 13 hours can we move this along and you, <laughs> now you, you realize that you're being an asshole <laughs> but like there's a thing now that that i have now completely have a complex for and it is it has now come out amongst my makeup we we all have everyone on snl has a person there assigned makeup hair and makeup and costuming like you're you're assigned somebody that follows you for the whole show and i'm very like leave me alone i'll get this i'll do it myself like i'm just i've always been that way but yeah. now i have this thing where if i'm wearing a bald cap or if you're wearing a bald cap you can't scratch it because it'll rip oh. so you just if you have an itch you tap it you just tap the spot where you have an itch or like if you're sweating underneath it they'll come over and they'll tap it to like squeeze is the that sweat out of where it. near as satisfying as scratching it no yeah. nowhere okay. near and you've had it on sometimes you've had it on for a long time when i was doing rob ford i lost my friggin mind because uh i did rob ford once but it was like a very very long day of shooting and one of the makeup people just came over and started tapping me on the forehead and i was like I think I'm a pretty calm person, but I lose it way too quickly. And I was like, "Hey, I'm sorry. I'm kind of having a bit of a, a thing right now. Can you just can you just <laughs> give me a second? Like, I'm feeling a little claustrophobic. I'm just I've been in this. I'm in a fat suit. Like, I'm I'm sweating. I'm tired. I just need a minute." And she was like, "Hold on one second. I just went tap 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 like right on my forehead. And I was like, "Get the fuck away from me!" <laughs> and I lost it. Like, it's like little things like that. Yeah, when you're, it's so shitty to complain about, but like, <laughs> but I get I get a little crazy now with the, with that. Sit, just sitting there for a long time and then 12 hours in that makeup you're like this is too much yeah. it's a very unique level of discomfort that you probably can't really prepare for mentally yeah it's it. also probably my fault i feel like i write most of the things where i write <laughs> elaborate makeup and costumes on myself like i remember like someone i said something like this stormtrooper trooper costume like you know after a couple hours hurts and they're like you wrote this fucking thing <laughs> it's like a crew guy who's been there for 19 hours and i just got there <laughs> Someone brought me a soup and a coffee. Like <laughs> complaining about my my costume, my silly little costume. Oh. You've been waiting your whole life to die. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> How did it feel? 
to be a stormtrooper? I mean, it was fun. <laughs> that was one of the. I mean, like I, I the the complete nerdy side of me, like the complete like. I have a job. I'm, I'm almost forty years old, and I have a job where I get to dress up in the things that I love with the people who are already in them. Like that was one of the best. I mean, yeah. that Hobbit office dancing and doing that Ricky Gervais thing for Martin Freeman was one of the most intimidating things in the world. That was a different one, but <laughs> having Kylo Ren hold a lightsaber at your throat was pretty pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> Like I went like this is, this is the closest I think I'll ever come to being in a Star Wars movie. So this is like the greatest. <laughs> like it was a blast. Do they let you keep the costume? I don't know if let is the right word. <laughs> Did you, uh, do you have the costume? That particular costume has been worn a bunch in a multiple mostly sketches that I've written in the past two years. So no, but I, I definitely do steal a lot of a lot of a lot of stuff. I used to get away with it a lot more. Now Kenny Among, the producer, knows he literally pats me down for leaving. <laughs> Because he rightfully should, but uh, I don't think I, the, my, my biggest acquisition uh, from this season, I think, was I got the dragon head from the Game of Thrones sketch that I did, and nice, uh, nice. I, the whole Captain Tornado thing from American Ninja Warrior. I got my cape and my mask. <laughs> cool. I don't know what I'll do with this someday. I'm do just going to be like, an old person running around in old SNL outfits. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have like a... a like a shrine to like all your objects with or? candles. Yeah, uh, <laughs> my dressing room is is a lot of a lot of props and stuff. And then okay. at home, oh, I'm a collector anyway. So at home, I have like a glass case full of stuff like that I've collected over right. the years. And I think there's some SNL stuff in there. Did you but. take anything from your first show? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I mean, my first year and the 40th anniversary, I was, I was a thief. <laughs> I was a straight up thief. The 40th anniversary, like, was was like 15 year old Bobby, like, lost his mind, had yeah. a couple beers, and went around stealing things. <laughs> like, I lost my mind. I, I watched Wayne's World, cried, and was like, that was Wayne. I just watched Wayne's World on the 40th anniversary, and I'm a cast member. And the second it was over, like, gotta grab those drumsticks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just went. I go around stealing things. It's terrible. Perfect. Um, so what? I feel like I, you know, it was so interesting. Actually, <laughs> sorry, just check that. When we had, Ke- had Keenan on, we were talking about music, and I was like, "What kind of music are you doing?" He's like, "Really in the fog hat and like classic rock, which was the last thing." Keenan has Keenan has the craziest taste in the world, and I mean that like I, you never know where it's coming from. Like you, come, you'll, I'll walk into Keenan's office and he'll be watching something, and I'm like, really? No, he's a huge, gigantic Sons of Anarchy's fan. Really loves Sons yeah. of Anarchy, and I was like, wow. Yeah, I don't know why that <laughs> yeah. got me, but like, <laughs> Keenan's the best man. And, and then I feel like then I'll talk to Kyle and I'll be like, what's up, man? Like, it's the founder of Teddy Ruxpin's birthday today. Like, yeah. he will know the most obscure, esoteric <laughs> things about 80s toys. And I'm like, and I'm like, not being ironic, I'm like, you really, this is what you're into. Kyle, for a while, though, it took me a while because I thought Kyle was someone who was like mocking that right. stuff. But then I realized it's, he's the complete opposite. Like, he totally. loves it. Like, he'll come in wearing a California Raisins t shirt and everyone's like, oh, very funny. And you're like, <laughs> no, he loves that sweatshirt. Loves it. Loves it. Loves it. Loves it. I just was telling someone how I thought I heard of some of the grapevines was the California Raisins original. Like I didn't. Think I they, thought that when I was a kid, <laughs> for I didn't, sure. I, I didn't think I knew that they were cartoons, but I thought I was like, oh, they wrote this like the monkeys or something. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where are the cool. California it Raisins coming back? It makes more sense back? sang by them anyway. Yeah. You know? They should do a reboot of that, maybe. 
Dude, CGI California, California raisins, raisins that we can all complain about. I think we just made a billion dollars. Oh man, <laughs> scary. They're for the drought. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're they got like, they're coming. Back, they're coming putting on a concert to make water back for California. <laughs> right, we gotta save the town. <laughs> it's like electric boogaloo. <laughs> oh man, down. I hope this gets made. <laughs> it is. It's getting made. Yeah, yeah it's dude. already. It's already halfway through. It probably yeah, it's is. coming out in nine years. <laughs> oh, Are you doing yeah. vo- any voiceover? For I'm it? doing all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the all, all the f- favorite California raisins, Dave. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> when you do voiceover stuff, are you mainly doing like your voice, like now, or do they are they like do like a zany? I think when I first started, I think I thought I was doing different voices, but I wasn't. <laughs> now I try to, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's more now for me. It's more like because. I'm in a couple cartoons that I've been on for a while, so now it's more like I'll notice, like even just the way I I go in and like, like I do We Bear Bears, and like I'm a real I'm panda on We Bear Bears, and it's a real like emotion emo kind of emotional. I have a tendency to scream everything in real life, no matter what. So like I know like if I'm going to do that, it's time to relax. Maybe don't have coffee or anything that day because <laughs> I have to keep it really low energy, and also because it's I don't want it to sound. Like the other cartoons that I'm in. Right, right. Yeah. But like I'm on this show Nature Cat with Taryn and Kate and Keenan and a, a bunch of people and I play like a insanely high energy dog. And that I know like when I'm going in, like if I, I'm like I've, call, I've called them up and been like, I don't have it today. Like I can't do it today. I can't come in there right. and scream for the next two hours. Like I don't know if I can do it. It's a lot of like dumb laughing and <laughs> maniacal laughing and crazy stuff and that like I go like, I don't know. You know, I've it always sounds, wondered what's the when you do. Down. Oh, sorry. When you do multiple characters like that, like how do you come back like a week or two later after possibly doing like an SNL show and a bunch of other it's voiceovers and and know what the voice is? It's crazy. That just happened. Secret Life of Pets, and like I did the voice a long time ago, and then they're and then they're like, "All right, we're do, you know, we got to do the McDonald's commercials." And so you come in nine months or a year or two after, and you're doing the McDonald's commercials for the movie, and you're like, "Can I hear what I yeah. did?" Because I don't remember or like what I sounded <laughs> like. And then sometimes you got to try and find it. Me and Taryn did a movie for Harvey Weinstein called Underdogs. I think it's coming out on Netflix soon. Um, I hope that's, I hope I'm right. And I hope I didn't just blow that <laughs> yeah. up. But it was a movie that came out in Argentina, uh, about a foosball table that comes to life. There's a real thing, animated movie about kid whose foosball table comes to right. life. Okay. Um, and they brought it to America and it's now being re-released and it's called underdogs. And, Ariana Grande did voices, but it's all it, the animation was never changed, so it's all in Spanish, and we're redubbing it in American or in English. So we're so we're going like we're watching the thing, and they're like, okay, so in this he says in the thing he says like I just scored a goal, but he says it in Spanish, so now you have to figure out a way to say I just scored a goal in English and make it look like right. it's connected to the mouth and like that was months and months of hard work so and are like, you actually was the one watching the mouth and trying to make it all fit or a thousand percent I mean you? some sometimes a lot of the times they had gone through the script and figured in phonetically right. like what would work like O's and like oh no like you know like things like that but then a lot of times it just came through improvising or going like we would say a line it was like that doesn't I mean his mouth was closed for most of that and I'm still talking <laughs> like it was like it was really hard but the point I was making in that is I play 
the captain of like the bad guys team. I'm four people on the other team. There's a set of twins that are Italian twins. One guy's an Australian. I'm an Asian dentist, and I'm also the announcer. Well, there's two announcers. I'm also the announcer of the game. So I just saw a cut of that recently, and it's like when it gets to that final scene where those two soccer teams are playing each other and the announcer, I'm like, it's me announcing a game against ten of me. <laughs> And it's like it's crazy. Like you're, I'm listening to a scene that's like me yelling at me, who's talking to me, and it's someone, and I'm commenting on it. And but like, can you at least do your characters one at a time so that you don't have yeah, to come out we, of character? Yeah, we that's have to. But it. when I hear it, I go like, "Oh God, I hope those sound different." It just right. doesn't sound like Bobby going, "Hey, what are you doing? Shut up, yeah. man! You're crazy!" You know, like, I, just, like, I lost my mind, and they animated it to it. Do they? Um, I'm going to ask my first. We're we're almost into an hour into this, and I'm going to ask my first geek question yeah. or my first tech geek. <laughs> like, do they ever swap out the microphones to make it sound different? Because that no, one, they don't. I've never had them do it. Ask, ask, suggest oh, that. Yeah, <laughs> suggest that to the guy next time. Yeah, I mean, maybe for because like, that would actually change a little bit of the timber of your voice. Yeah, I also go with voiceover. Like the, now, you could probably just anyone could do it, and you just make it sound like right. Make it sound. I'm going to lose my job now. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah. I feel like you could just, you need the performance vocal pitch or, you know, like auto tune. Yeah, that's true. Have you ever had like fans of the cartoon, like kids recognize your voice? Like who'd probably not even know about SNL or. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. And it, it, ha- it happens a lot more than you would think. I, I, I have this weird thing. I think I have a weird laugh. So I'll just be like in a store or something and I'll laugh. And sometimes I'll just see someone go, Hey, wait, Hey. Panda, or like they'll come <laughs> up, like and like it's weird. Like uh, this, I have this weird giggle that I it's a tick that I do. I'm sure I've done it a million times in this, and I'll do that, and someone will turn their head and go, "Wait a minute, what?" Like that for some reason is this weird trigger that that people hear and they go like that. What's your response when somebody notices just your voice, or you're like, "Hey, it's me," or you just kind of like run and hide? Uh, well, I get I get excited because I like doing those jobs and I want to keep doing them. So I'm like, "Tell everyone about the show." <laughs> yeah, I was on a show called Chosen that I loved, and it got canceled. And I was like, "So now I like every time I'm in a cartoon, I'm like, just tell everybody." <laughs> what was that show like? That was you and Method Man, right? Chosen, yeah, I loved it. Um, Grant O'Kinney and this guy. Um, um, yeah, Method Man. Um, How did Nick you guys Swarsden. start working together? We got cast on it. It was just a, one of those, you know, it was a, a show called Chosen about a gay white rapper who was just got out of jail and was trying to re-enter the rap game <laughs> and world domination. And, like, Method Man was his best friend when like they were growing up and yeah. he set him up for murder and that's how he went for... That's, he didn't kill anybody and he went to jail for... And the other guy, and Method Man's character became like a huge rap star instead. He like ruined his the other guy's career. He came out and now was coming back. To, yeah, to take revenge. <laughs> oh man, it was great. I loved it, but it was it was it was a little it was a little. I don't I don't know if everyone loved it. <laughs> <laughs> but working with I mean working with Method like you've done so oh. you're doing cartoons. You're in SNL and now you're in a thing with Method Man. Well, That's that was the summer of Method Man for me. It was like I did that, and then I was in Staten Island summer with Method Man. Oh right, also, yeah. so it was like. I spent 
half the summer in a recording studio with him telling me telling me amazing stories about like the day somebody shot Tupac at him during his album thing and like then we would go that night and at four o'clock in the morning at a pool in Staten Island he they were like all right we need we got, we got 45 minutes till we can turn around so he's like yo and then just I'm getting a 45 minute freestyle concert for Method Man and his buddies <laughs> while we're while we're waiting to shoot the next thing in a pool and there's hundreds of people around. Like, it was great like, and Michael Bryan wearing a speedo and michael bryan's in a speedo the whole time <laughs> cursing because they had to cover his tattoos yeah <laughs> oh, yeah uh, oh my god man well yeah thank you so much for coming by no so, problem thank you for having I'm so me so happy that you could i miss your hair time. i know it looks so different now I'm, Every- I'm getting used to it but i i, I do miss it everyone at, i feel like everyone at the show like knew me through my hair so much and now it's it's, it's, it's true the security and stuff are always like whoa 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 and i'm like no it's me it's still me when I see people from UCB, they go, where's your beard? And when I see SNL, they go, why do you have a beard? <laughs> it's, they don't get it. And I was like, I've always had a beard, except when I'm on SNL. That's the only time I don't. Really? Oh, yeah. At one point, I could count how many times I had shaved, because that's how many episodes I'd been on. Like, I hadn't shaved in, like, ten years before you, you, the show. Do you do a, a just a close trim, or do you do an actual razor, like a... Like a... During the season? Yeah. I will shave my beard with a razor. Well, really? I, keep I haven't it, done yeah. that in so long. Because I feel like last time I did, I literally felt like I looked like I was like six years old. Amazing. Yeah, no, I have to for the show. Yeah, I guess us. that's true. I never thought about I that. I hate it. Yeah, I hate having a... Gl- like, I have a big-ass face and neck, and I hate making it glistening <laughs> and clean. <laughs> it yeah. should be covered at all times. <laughs> no, I will... Uh, I... Jody, the woman who does my hair at SNL, makes a joke like, "I, I, I won't, I won't get my hair cut and or shave this entire summer." Yeah, I got you, away with it last year. You should come back in like three months. Let's see, let's see yeah. if we can do it before Staten Island summer. That like I have crazy curly yeah, hair yeah. and a beard. I mean, that's my dream. That's what I always. That's what I look like before <laughs> I got the show. You're so you of, look like in your heart. Yeah, it's true. I'm doing a movie with Taryn this summer, and I'm like, I need a beard and long hair for the movie, I think. <laughs> and it's at the end of the summer. Great, great. Yeah, I got to keep it for the whole summer, that means, no matter what. You're so committed to that character. Oh, yeah, very wow. much so. <laughs> I've lied and not taken jobs because of beards. <laughs> I've definitely had jobs where I've tried to like sneak in, starting to grow a beard to just see how long it'll go for before, before yeah. someone... Like, one place literally sent out a memo yeah. that was like, okay, we can't have out-of-control facial hair from anybody. <laughs> I, was like, uh. I almost got a job at Smith & Walensky's. Like, this is when I was doing comedy poor, poor as shit, and still doing improv every night. And almost got a bartending job at Smith & Walensky's, like a high-end <laughs> steak place. Like, yeah. so I would have made like hundreds <laughs> and hundreds of dollars a night. And they were like, you have to shave your beard. And I was like, peace. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> wow. Wow. I feel a little more refreshed. Ugh. That was great. Uh, thank you so much to Bobby for coming by. Uh, check him out this fall on a little TV show called Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I heard of that. This yeah. kind of made me want to eat at Uno's. I know I was so yeah. You know, I was so arrogant about it at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, you were acting like you were part of the upper crust. I know. What a dick. <laughs> yeah. Someone who uses like two Q-tips to do his ears. So yeah. bougie. Come on. <laughs> but now now I kind of want some some chain deep dish pizza. Yeah. Sounds pretty... I actually am, would destroy a Nuno's pizza Yeah, right I would now. fuck it up. I can't um, lie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that was super fun. Uh, also, thanks to Jeff Rosenstock for guest hosting this one. Um, check out all of his music. Check out the Antarctico Vespucci record he did with a little someone named Benny Horowitz on drums. Hello. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. 
It's a fun record. It is a fun record. People should check it out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brad, anything you want to promote? Mm, there should be. No. Go <laughs> Google all the YouTube videos of Bobby and doing his characters. Yeah. I did a bunch of that after this. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, okay. You should get all the like cool stuff that he has done. Cause yeah. He's always... He's always the really f- the funniest guy in the background. On the yes, not not a flashy guy, but consistently hilarious. So, yeah, thanks again to Bobby. Um, if you enjoyed that episode and you want to support this podcast, you can do that at goingofftrack.com. Uh, you can also go to iTunes, leave us a review. You can tweet at us. I'm thinking of making an Instagram page, but it just seems like one other fucking thing to update. Oh, I just added this to TuneIn in case, you know, that makes it easier oh, for you to I just, stream. Oh, I just started using TuneIn. There you go, buddy. Now you can listen to your podcast. I didn't know you could listen to podcasts. I just listened to yeah. WNYC. You've got a you channel. know what you got to get on? What? The hashtag. You heard about those? Yeah, I've heard about them. Yeah, it's like a way for people to like easily find things you post by Cast. hashtagging. I'm doing <laughs> that in quotes. Going off track? Going podcast. off track. Maybe Bobby Moynihan. Maybe drunk uncle. Oh, I see. So people are like, oh, I'm into Bobby Moynihan. What else and is he up to? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Again, that's like. I heard about this hashtagging. <laughs> Maybe you need to hire like someone to manage your social media presence. Yeah, we need a, we need a social media agent. We yeah. do. If, hey, if you want to be our social media agent. <laughs> I think Benny wants I to don't, be. I don't want to do <laughs> it. I don't care. No, like, I, I don't. I want to make stuff. I don't want to like bug people. I don't even have a Facebook, man. Yeah. But this probably someone like maybe if you're younger, you're in college or something. Yeah, email email me. You can find my email. It's very easy. Uh, you have email. Yeah, oh, okay. I have email. You can email me. And, <laughs> you can email and by us the on way, the I'm not going to say my email address because if you want to be in charge of social media and you can't even find an email address, you're in the wrong business, <laughs> yeah. my friend. First step on the resume. Yeah. Can- yeah. canceled out. Yeah, right there. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It's pretty easy. If you're so good at social media, you find me. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. I like that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, But yeah. So uh, yeah, if you want to do, if you're that person, get at us. Uh, Otherwise, just thank you for listening. Tell your friends. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with another amazing podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.